Three, two, one. Psychological safety in coaching drives high performance. We're going to show you how to reset and rewire your leadership language. Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join national presenter and consultant Rory Rowland as he discusses another aspect of powerful coaching and how it transforms people to improve your organization. Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Hi, Rory. How are you? Hey, Paul. I'm doing great. Yourself? I am doing good, I think, physically, but I wonder about psychologically. So that's why I'm glad (laughs) of the topic that you have today. Yep. Psychological safety and coaching drives high performance. So that's That's, that's our topic for today. Perfect for me. Now, what do you mean by psychological safety? Well, that, that's a great question, and thank you for that. It, it basically includes four components. So psychological safety in coaching or actually being a part of a team is, number one, you feel included. So you're part of the team. Uh, when, you're coach, when you're coaching that employee, they feel included. They feel part, they're part of the process. Number two, they feel safe to learn. So they can try new things and not be embarrassed by making mistakes. Uh, they feel safe to contribute. So they're going to say, hey, let's try this or let's try that. And they feel safe to challenge the status quo. You know, why do we do it this way? Is there a better way to do this? Could we do it without that? And then the key to the being psychologically safe in coaching is you can do it without a sense of fear of being embarrassed, punished, or marginalized in any way. So you're not going to be embarrassed, you're not going to be punished, mm-hmm. you're not going to be marginalized. And then that gives you that sense of psychological safety. Now, how do you uh, accomplish that goal with people that are so different? Oh, that's a great question there. I mean, and it's really your, it's really how you as a leader respond to it. And okay. that's a great question. I'm going to actually jump into a story here. I was working with a client here recently and I had a, you know, all the senior leadership team around the, the board table and they had a, a new senior level person there. And this is the first time that she had been in a meeting with me. She had, she had listened to some of my coaching sessions with employees but it's the first time she had physically been in a meeting. And one of the observations she made is she goes, you know, can I ask a question? I said, sure. And she goes, I've never seen you criticize anyone or correct a wrong answer. Hmm. And she goes, why is that? And (laughs) I really, and you know, it's like, well, and I thought about it for a minute. I go, you know, who wants to be in a cattle prod? You know what I mean? Nobody wants to be cattle prodded. And that's far from me to do that. But I, I basically, she goes, you know, and I said, well, let's do this. I said, does anybody else want to know the answer to that question? I looked around the room and no, let's go on with the topic. And I said, how about if you and I talk offline about that? And so then we went offline, went to her office. And I said, the reason I do that is I don't want to ever feel like somebody's being cattle prodded. I mean, we can do Mm -hmm. that with cattle to get them to move where we want, but we can't do that with human beings. And so if they ever get a sense of working with me that they're going to get a zinger, um, that will, in fact, inhibit high performance. They won't feel uh, included or they won't feel safe to learn or they won't feel safe to contribute or they won't feel safe to challenge the status quo. And sometimes challenging the status quo is not somebody else's status quo. It is your status quo, how you do things, how you process things. And so you need to feel in a safe environment so you can challenge your own status quo. Mm. And so that is such an important key. And and I just think that's such a great example of that. And so in what? my best boss book, I've got another example of this. Well, a she, manager's uh, guide she, to safety or, or a manager gave an employee safety. 
uh, it was a young man and he had just been hired as a summer job uh, in a, a university on the West Coast. And his job was basically to deliver stuff around during the summer. But uh, while he was there, his manager said, you know, on Friday afternoons, we're going to get together and we're going to take a, a walk around the campus for about 15 minutes. And I want you to think about, is there anything that we can improve on? And what did you learn this week? Those were his two questions. And those are incredibly psychologically safe. Just by asking those questions that way, what did you learn this week? And what do you think we should change? And being a teenager, you know, that's, that's a, you know, that's like, that's incredibly fulfilling because usually teenagers are just, you know, they're just gophers. You go do this, you right. go do that. So anyway, after a few of these conversations, when he really recognized this guy truly was giving him a safe zone, uh, he said, you know, what's one thing you would like to change? And he goes, well, I think there's, you've got a real bottleneck in the system here. And I think this should be fixed. And he goes, what would you recommend that we do? And he goes, I would recommend that you do this. And he goes, that's absolutely brilliant. When we have our meetings on Friday, I want you to present that to the team. And these were you know, PhDs, medical physicians, they were just, you know, all kinds of highly skilled, highly trained individuals. And he was just a high school kid. And he's going, no, I can't do this. And anyway, the manager said, no, I'll be there to support you. I think it's a brilliant idea. And he just gave him such a safe environment to operate in. So it's our goal as managers to give people a safe environment. What'd you learn this week? And what would you improve on? And those are great coaching questions themselves. And so I love those examples yeah. of managers doing their job effectively and truly letting people be feel psychologically safe in a coaching environment, but also in a team environment is so critical too. And it seems as though people don't get that enough. They don't typically get that type of reaction. That's why you had the person ask you, I noticed that you do this. Why is it? Right. <laughs> you know, they're just not used to it. Right. They're not used to it. And, and, and they're not used to people being in leadership roles doing that. And and she was like, you know, well, how do we correct people? You know, her follow-up question was, how do we correct them if they make a mistake? And I basically said, you know, we asked them, you know, give me your thoughts on that. This happened here. Is that the result you were looking for? If you were looking for a different result, what would you do differently? Do you want any guidance from me? There's a whole host of questions that we can follow up with to give them a, an environment where they're psychologically safe, but also allow them to improve their skill sets so they can be better. That's the power of this process. Mm -hmm. And that's why it geeks me up. That's why I'm so excited about it. That's why I'm so passionate about it. Because when these folks have that psychological safety and they can do their jobs at the highest level, then you certainly drive high performance. Because just like that, that guy in the Best Boss book, he asked that young man, what did you learn this week? What can we do differently? By asking those two questions, he's driving high performance in a high school student who helped change some of the processes that made their organization better. And he was driving it because he gave a, a psychologically safe zone to operate in. And that's why it's so important for us as leaders and managers. And that's why I'm so passionate about this topic is because we have to do that too for our people. If we're going to drive organizations, if we're going to drive high performance, we've got to give psychological safety so people can get away from that sense of fear that they mm -hmm. have out there in the world. So I'm glad you asked about those examples, Paul. Well, that was I, a great question. I don't know if you know this or not, but there's a lot of anxiety and fear in the world now. I don't know if mm -hmm. you've been noticing anything but i've had anxiety and fear you yeah tell the world i've had it so my so my question is as coaches when we feel it but we we still want to provide our the people that we work with that type of um 
safety, what tips would you give a coach to make sure that they're, um, they have the, the capability themselves to provide that? You just be honest and vulnerable. Uh, I have the have matrix and you've, you've, uh, we've talked about it before, but the have matrix is, are we honest? Are we humble? Are we authentic? Are we vulnerable? And are we engaged? And not only do we want those for our folks we're working with, we want to make sure that we're looking ourselves in the mirror and are we honest? Are we humble? Are we authentic? Are we vulnerable? Are we engaged? And for us to be a great, you know, for us to have the coaching tools to, you know, do we have it? We've got to look at ourselves that way. And we've also got to look at our, the folks that are on team members, do they have it too? And if we can do that, if we can truly engage, be highly engaged in the process, and it's okay to tell them, you know what, I've got fears. It's okay to mm-hmm. be afraid, you know, but in, a, in an environment, we've got to make sure we're taking the proper precautions. Are we being safe? Are we washing our hands? You know, do you wear a mask or want to not wear a mask? Um, what are the things you're going to do to keep you and your family safe is so critically important to the process. And that's why I think that's so critical. That's a great question. Yeah. How can we do that? How can we assure people they feel safe in that environment? Yeah, you, it sounds like 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 um, all the other techniques that you have and you talk about on this podcast, you model it. You, mm-hmm. you, you show it and you ask it through questions to see how you're feeling, but also make sure they feel safe. Right. And there's going to be other, you know, there's going to be some members of your team. They're going to say, hey, this is a challenging time, but we're going to face it going forward. There's going to be some people who are really fearful. And those people that feel more confident, more self-assured, they can help kind of calm the team down. But that, but that's a, a really great question. How do we model that? And we've got to mirror match and model the behavior of someone feeling calm and in control during a time of crisis for our team. Let me ask you this. I've come across this situation before where a coach does a great job of making people feel safe. Um, everyone's contributing. Then someone new comes to the team. Right. And it is a little difficult for someone to feel safe in a really high-functioning team that is um, has so much rapport. How do you right. deal in those type of situations? No, that's a great that's a great question. And they need to see it. It's less about, uh, there's been studies done on this, and there's, it's less about training, you know, like inclusion training or diversity training, things like that. And most organizations just do that on a one and done basis anyway. And most studies indicate it has no long, long-term impact. Huh. But what does have a long-term impact is how the leader and how the fellow members of that team respond to that team member's ideas or thoughts. You know, if they use the coaching model in their communication. So, give you an example of that. So, you got a brand new team member and they're brand new to the team and uh, they ask a question. Say, as a team leader, if you say, well, you know, just stay in your lane, then they're clearly not going to feel safe. They're not going to, they're never going to bring up a topic again. But if you say, that's interesting, what led you to that conclusion? What, what's your thought process there? Uh, has anybody else experienced that? And in that way, it allows them to go, I'm not alone here. And so what's really critical to how you establish the culture is not so much the training or what the organ or what what you train the employees to do, but it's your behavior as the leader, mm-hmm. how you respond to those questions. And then do they feel included? Do they feel safe to learn? Do they feel safe to contribute? Do they feel safe to challenge the status quo? If you can answer yes to all of those, then you have been successful in the process. And that's why I'm passionate about teaching managers to do this, 
because they've got to make sure they cover those four bases in order to be successful as a manager, as a coach in their organizations. Yeah, and I would imagine it, it uh, is that modeling that all the other team members need to model for the new member as well. A- absolutely. And and I've seen it with my clients. Um, I Some of the clients I've worked with for two or three or four years, and it's remarkable to see a new manager take over a role and then lead a team discussion and see a new team member in that team. And that new team member, uh, then, you know, they ask them, what's your thoughts? What's your opinion? What's your viewpoint? And then the other people will then say, you know, that's interesting. I, I, I've also shared that. And so you, you, if you model that behavior, they then begin to learn to ask questions, engage people. So they feel included. They feel safe to learn. They feel contribute and they able to challenge the status quo, even the status quo of, or, you know, of the team that you have right there. But it has to be modeled from everybody in the organization as you as a team leader, mm-hmm. you can do that and you can be successful in that process or in that way. So uh, to to kind of put this all together, give us the tips again on the those thoughts of of keeping people psychologically safe to improve that high performance. Yeah, you've got to feel included. You've got to feel safe to learn because you know whenever you get into a new organization, it's all a learning curve. You're trying to learn their culture, trying to learn their process. You're trying to learn who the players are, who's the power structure is. Uh, you've got to feel safe to contribute where you can say, hey, why don't we do it this way? Why don't we try it that way? And you've got to feel safe to challenge the status quo. Uh, that's an important key, too. But weren't you going to also ask me about the word of the day? Well, I I, don't, I was afraid of the word of the day because I just don't know what it is. I know that you said make sure I ask it, but I'm afraid I'm going to look real dumb. So what's the word of the day? I'm going to be vulnerable here, okay? I- I want you to feel included. I want you to feel Thank able you. to learn, to contribute, and I want to. I want you to challenge the status quo. See, so I didn't mean to make you feel uncomfortable. But- no, it's a great thing because we have such high level, super intelligent listeners, you know, and right. I can't keep up with them. So, but I'm being um, vulnerable. I'm being authentic, and I'm asking, "What is the word of the day?" Because I don't think I understand it. Well, the word of the day is, and this is actually a scientific phrase, and it gives, and I'll give you the definition, I'll give you the word. It's an environment that, uh, an environment that lacks safety, you you end up being in survival mode. And there's a part of the brain called the amygdala. Oh, and that's the word the, of the day. Uh, that is the word of the day, amygdala. And that's the part of the brain that all focuses on survival and that part of the brain, that's, it's kind of a, a radar that's always out there looking, okay, what's something that could attack us or hurt us or, you know, and so it's, it's always kind of running the back of your brain. But the key is if you want people to feel safe, you want them to basically run their amygdala on low. It's going to run no matter what. It's always going to be there, a human being. But if they feel like they are, they are, they can't, they're not included or if they don't feel safe to learn or if they don't feel safe to contribute – guess what? The amygdala is running at a high level and it's taking up more resources of the brain. You've only got so many things you can function or so many things you can process through the brain and in a moment. So if you can lower that and kind of turn down the volume on the amygdala, then you can then use the brain to think about new ideas, new contributions, uh, innovation, and that allows your organization to perform at a high level. So you want to make sure you're basically giving people a sense of safety and security so they can be successful uh, in their organization. So that's the word of the day, amygdala. So amygdala. It's the brain that's uh, 
looking for safety. That that's just your survival instinct or Right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So and if you're really worried about being attacked, as it were, right. then then you're using most of that your brain capacity on the amygdala. It's taking it all, right? Right. Because then at that point, let's say you're in a meeting and you're really worried about two people who are who challenge you, who really attack you and you feel like you might be attacked by these people, then your brain is going to be how to respond to their attacks. How do I defend myself? Am I prepared? Do I have my information ready? That's And that's a defensive model. That's a defensive mode. Rather than being in an aggressive mode, they may ask me, they may ask me some tough questions. They may challenge my ideas, but they really want to see us as a team be successful. And so it moves from an us versus them mentality to us against the problem and how do we make the problem more effective? How do we, how do we, and so you saw this in, a, in Apollo 11 or excuse me, it was Apollo 13 that had the uh, challenge, you know, Houston, mm-hmm. we've got a problem. And you saw the team leader there when the team was breaking down and they were fighting, he said, focus on the problem people. And so he was bringing them back to, you know, to a safe environment. You know, I want you to be included. I want you to learn. I want you to contribute. We've got to save people who are now in a tin can in space. And how do we get them back? And I just think that's just a, a great uh, example of that. And so amygdala is the word of the day. The word of the day. Wow. We have to start doing that. <laughs> I don't know if I've, I'm not smart enough to come up with a word of yeah. the day all the time, but that was the word of the day for this one. Right. So lower that and you're going to feel more, you're going to feel safe to contribute. Mm-hmm. And that's what coaches should help us do. And that and increases performance. performance. Yes. Absolutely right. And that's what, that's what we want to do as coaches. That's what we want to do as leaders is how do we get the highest performance from our team? I mean, that's what we admire in coaches who are consistently uh, successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're obviously from Kansas City. We're a huge Andy Reid fans. The Chiefs mm-hmm. just won the Super Bowl. We're so impressed. I mean, Andy Reid on the West in the West uh, in the West, I think he is twenty-seven and three against the Denver Broncos, um, the Oakland Raiders, which will be the Las Vegas Raiders, and then the San Diego slash LA, LA Chargers. Yeah. Over the last four years, he's twenty-seven and three. No one in the history of the modern game of football has been that successful against their division over the last four years. And that's, that's incredible. Over the last three years, uh, three or four years, that's just an incredible statistic, Yeah. but he's able to get a higher level performance from his team members because of the way he engages them, the way he talks to them, you know, just the respect they have for him. And then ultimately he was able to take that, and I think with actually a, an inferior team than the team they had a year before, uh, as far as performance and things like that, took a team that was really struggling to the Super Bowl. So he's just done an extraordinary job. And that's what I want to see for these folks who are listening to podcasts today. I want them to take this idea so they can create high performance teams, so they can move their career forward. They can be more successful and they can help grow other people too. That's really what yeah. I want to see them do today. Well, good, good. Remember the word of the day, amygdala. Right. And remember to provide psychological safety. That's Pe- exactly right. People should be safe to contact you. And how mm-hmm. would they do that if they needed to? Well, there's two things that we're going to do for them today. I will actually give them a free uh, uh, scholarship to Coaching Manager University. It's a 52-module online program where they can delve deeper into the coaching process and anybody who sends me an email, I'll give that to them 
uh, and they can get it fired up, get it charged up, get it ready to go. So that's numero uno right there. They can also go to my website, coachingmanager.university. So it's www.coachingmanager.university. They have a, a form there. They can contact me. Um, and if somebody else has a podcast, hey, I, I'd love to be a guest on other people's podcasts too. And they can also go to RoyRoland.com. So I speak and consult all over the country, obviously in the midst of the pandemic, uh, not traveling and speaking elsewhere. So mostly reaching out to folks right here through the podcast. Well, great. Okay. Well, thanks for keeping up with the podcast. And thanks for your encouraging words throughout um, hard times and our regular times as we become better coaches. So thank you. Absolutely. All thank right, you, well, Paul. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join us next time for another discussion about the power of coaching. This has been a KCTK production produced by Paul Lavoda and Rory Rowland. For more information and content, visit RoryRowland.com.